In today's episode, we're speaking to Mingling Chuhang. Mingling is a brand soul activator and mentor for impact-driven entrepreneurs. She is the founder of Brand Fame and is on a mission to energize the pure potential within each person they touch one brand at a time. With over 10 years of experience in branding and marketing, working for on working on top brands such as Nestle, Nestle Lean Cuisine, Toyota, to name but a few, Mingling has come a long way and has achieved so much. Let's speak to Mingling and find out how she changed her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And I'm so excited. We've got Ming Ling Chuang. Hey, Ming Ling. Hi. So glad to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here because as you've seen from the, heard from the intro rather, Ming Ling is an amazing entrepreneur. She's someone that I've had the privilege to work with and who's been a client of mine as well. And I, I just am absolutely amazed at her progress at where she's in. She's going heaps of bounds and she's now um, <laughs> a clubhouse, um, um, you know, expert too. So everything about her is absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to get to know, well, share her journey. I know pretty much some some aspects of it, but I'm, I'm really excited to share her journey through her mouth, through her words with you guys. So Mingling, tell everybody what it is that you do. So I'm a brand strategist. Um, I call myself a brand soul activator um, for impact-driven entrepreneurs. And so basically, I help my clients really get clear on the foundations of their branding. So all the way through their messaging so that it's fully in alignment with who they are. I also um, do it from the inside out too. So I help them find the true essence of their brand. Um, I work with them on an energetic level too, because I believe that, you know, Know, our limiting blocks and beliefs will hold us back from success and in order for them to become their most radiant versions of themselves online. I also uh, want to work with, with them on an energetic level so they can shine online. So uh, that's just like a sample of what I do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love, I love branding and I love energy and I love combining both. Wonderful, wonderful. So Mingling, t- talk us through. So obviously this is amazing where you are and what you've achieved so far is phenomenal. Talk us through how did you get started on your journey? So, you know, what happened and and how did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, so I went to grad school in um, Indiana University. I got my MBA and I followed the traditional path of, you know, going to a good school, get a good job. So I started out um, working at Nestle after my MBA on the Lean Cuisine brand. So I was doing branding for Lean Cuisine. I launched a $54 million product, the one product of the year. And wow. uh, so, yeah, things were going great. I also um, ended up working on the Nestle Toll House brand. But um, at that time, I was also really into personal development and um, also my yoga journey and learning about spirituality and getting more connected. And there was a trip uh, that I was invited on uh, to go to Nepal. And we were helping at an orphanage where there was kids that were rescued into from... Um, 
um, slavery, basically indentured servitude. Um, and we got to meet these kids and they were at this beautiful orphanage started by an American and there was just so much love there. And all the kids went to private school, um, you know, best medical care, like they were so loved. And when I was there, um, all the kids were coming up to us and saying hi and so excited to meet us. And I broke down crying. I just like was a pile of tears. And um, in talking with the kids and hearing about their stories and learning about like their hopes and dreams, and a lot of them want to be teachers, doctors, you know, astronauts, even one of them. Like I had this epiphany of like, when did I stop dreaming? That was like the key phrase Mm -hmm. that was in my head and I couldn't shake it. And I was just like, whoa, like, where did this come from? I have a good job. There's nothing for me to be quote unquote sad about, right? Like, or unhappy about, but I never felt fulfilled. I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job. And when I went back to work, I can't, I can remember this because we flew in on uh, Independence Day for America, July 4th. And, uh, and the next day I had to go to work and I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to prison. <laughs> so I was like, not <laughs> feeling like I was in any kind of freedom and uh, got to work and remember riding up the elevator and I felt like a zombie. I felt like I had an out of body experience where I was like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that was like the category list that started my inquiry of like, what's next for me, um, besides uh, working in corporate, because that that threw off my whole entire uh, pre plan, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. And, uh, and so I quit a year later, um, I moved back to California, I um, was going to work at a, um, a really small startup company, but that didn't work out. And I, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I was burnt out. I started an inspirational blog called the Joy Depot at the time and um, was blogging about like happiness, finding your joy, um, uh, all the stuff. And um, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, fell back into branding where I did some consulting because I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, you're naturally talented towards it, isn't it? So you're, yeah. so you're zone of genius, really. It is my zone of genius. And I, I didn't realize that. Everybody was like, you're so good. I love your website. I love your brand. I love everything that you're doing. Why don't you do it why don't you go back and I was like it's so easy like what do you mean can't everybody do this that was my mindset at the time I was like like I'm not somebody special Hmm. and um and uh, so I went back into consulting for a little bit, consulted for Toyota and Sumitomo as a senior consultant, did really well there. And I br- then I branched out into my own business and mm-hmm. started my path towards um, creating my business, um, doing branding uh, for other people, solopreneurs, helping them really understand their messaging and positioning in the market. And uh, a couple years ago, probably about three years ago, I did some more deep, intense work. I always did personal development and Mm. also healing, um, but I went deeper into energy healing and Mm -hmm. I I just was like, I I need to share this. And I didn't know how to blend the two together Mm -hmm. um, because I felt like I was tired of just talking about branding. I was always into, into, into personal development. And I was just like, okay, how do I merge the two together? Mm. And then I had this epiphany that like, you know, as are the face of our brand as a personal brand. And even if you're a founder of a brand, you know, the brand takes on the energy of the people that are running it, that are creating it, that are the founders of it. And so if we 
aren't energetically aligned to our brand, then our brand's not going to succeed no matter how many strategy steps mm-hmm. we put into place um, that we learn, we're still not going to be success because we have barriers and blocks. And so that's when I um, merge the two together on my coaching side, I have consulting and I have coaching, but on the coaching side, I merge that together and my clients are seeing phenomenal results. So I can imagine. Quite a journey. So it is quite a journey. So let's talk through through. You you've skimmed over things very very like oh yeah blah blah blase, but it's <laughs> it's not that easy. I mean, you were in a really good job. You just launched your product, which was for fifty four million, had one part of the year. Yet you come back and you leave it. Where did you get the the courage? To, and what also being Asian, I can say this because we're both Asian, right? Yeah. You know, because I know we come from the same background and work really hard, really great grades are really important and da, 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 da. to be able to stand up, do you know parents object to, you know, you're leaving oh. your job because you've, done, you've got MBA from the, one of the top universities of the world along the country and you're walking away from this amazing career. Like what's wrong with you girl? So <laughs> talk me through, <laughs> how did you address those conversations? Yeah, that was difficult. It took me a year. So mm-hmm. it did take a year for me to find the courage to do that because I was wrestling with it. I was kind of like a zombie for a year trying to figure out what my next move was, was kind of dejected from my job a little bit. Although it was a great job, mm-hmm. it was be- it, it, the, the problem I feel like uh, with the job um, with I think most companies, everybody's so focused on the bottom line and yeah. not around the impact. And so we were just so driven by new product launches, mm-hmm. like you know, working really hard to meet certain deadlines, to meet certain sales goals. And I would just wasn't into that anymore. And it was just, um, it was, I, I wanted to do something a little bit more um, special. And I remember the reason why I ended up quitting, I found um, a startup that was all around travel and entrepreneurship, which right. is entrepreneurship, uh, social uh, giving back. Mm. So it was um, a blend of stuff that I was like, oh, this sounds really good. And so I just kind of like messaged the founder and we had a conversation. He was going to, he was going to bring me on and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, this is my chance. This is my chance to quit. And I put in my letter of resignation. I think I put in my letter of resignation and then told my parents. (laughs) 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 And uh, so they had had, had no choice, but to accept it because it's already done. It's already done. I think I'm like, I, I, I've learned over my journey because I, when I was in college, I went skydiving without my parents' permission. And of course, I didn't need a permission because I was over 18 at the time. But I've learned that in certain situations, I just have to do it and then tell them. <laughs> But they they have that reaction. They're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? What kind of company are you going to? Why are you leaving it? I think it felt safer that I had yeah. a company that I was going to, even though it was a startup. Although that didn't work out because the founder and I had different ideas of how to grow his business. Mm. And we separated like pretty much like a, a month or two into the, mm. the relationship, which is totally fine. It was all it was all perfect. It was a catalyst that had to bring me back to California. Yeah, we moved you forward and we allowed you to get out from the, jo- the job that you were would otherwise yeah. stuck in because you didn't have anything else to move into. But now you did no longer have the startup and you had to figure out something else. Okay, so if, I, if it's not that, what is my purpose? What do I want to do? How do I want to achieve my life goals, etc.? And you all already had the reference that you had the, you know, the capacity to do anything because you've got so far, especially getting, I think one of the best advantages you have from education is you, they are point of reference. You've, those are achievements that no one can take away from you. And anybody who's studied hard will know it's, 
you know, I think working is easier than studying because studying is just, oh my God, you know, <laughs> hours and hours of when everyone else is partying around you, you're there in the, in the book studying. So that discipline and that work ethic works for you as an entrepreneur. I really found that to be one of our major assets, the work ethic that you've taken. And I know being a nation, you would have the work ethic strip because report card is a major important thing for you. And so like your parent, my mom, if I got, especially when it comes to math, anything less than 90%, like why? And even, even when I got 99%, like why did you lose the one mark? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I know we have parents with similar questions, like why? So that work ethic that you, we get from studying hard, we can actually implement into our entrepreneurship. And then that's where we see re- the rewards. And coming on, on to that, how did you, you know, uh, stabilize yourself financially, you know, because you were in a, in a good, um, um, good, you know, you're earning good income in a good jump in a good company and supposedly secure uh, to some extent. How did you mentally overcome the, the financial uncertainty of entrepreneurship? Yeah, that took a journey. Um, that really took a journey. And I'm going to be honest, it was like a, a long process for me because I was never taught. It, my parents came from like a middle class family all mm. along. You know, I'm I'm an only child as well. So mm. anything that I really needed, like my parents were always there at growing up to support me. So I never really played with money or understood money, it would come to me because I had my family from college and stuff. And then my jobs, you know, after college and grad school. So I always had money. So it was a bit of a like shell shock for me where I'm just like, (laughs) there's nothing like nothing secure about the money coming in. And I just had to figure it out. You know, there wasn't really in the beginning. So like you're in a stage of, I believe, like um, in an entrepreneurial journey, you're in the stage in the very beginning of figuring it out and Mm -hmm. trying to see what works and what doesn't. And you might be hustling in the beginning. At least I was, if you don't have a strong money mindset and I didn't at the time, I'm just Mm going to be completely frank. And I was just kind of like figuring it out, trying different things, taking a lot of courses, trying to learn as much as I could, even though I'd been doing years of personal development beforehand we really didn't talk about money so this was like more of like a nebulous conversation that nobody talks about even in personal development because it's a unique niche I think yeah personal development because there are plenty of people who are great with personal development they've been studying for years and years but they have really poor money mindset and unless you address your mindset around money specifically you could be amazing at 10 other things including having amazing relationships but your relationship with money is really messed up and yeah. you have to admit it and work on it. So I hats off to you. So well done for recognizing and working on it. And it pays dividends. Like it pays so much when you do work on your money. And then the, all the other personal development work they've done, it sort of comes and supports you as well. But you have to do the money mindset work first to reap the benefits of everything else. And don't you agree? Yeah, completely. I mean, if I had to do it like backwards, I guess, or over again, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really change anything because it's part of your journey and it, it is perfect journey, how, yeah. How, yeah. how it is. But like, I would definitely recommend doing money mindset first because mm-hmm. um, then you start to build a relationship with money. And, and I think that's part of the reason why I went back into consulting because I was really good at, um, at uh, branding and mm-hmm. it gave me a little bit of stability as well too, so that I can figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to create. Mm. But um, I, I also feel like, I mean, I hired coaches and mentors and I was in a program, a coaching program for a couple months. And that started my journey into understanding money because she was all about luxury and money and really like loving money. And mm. so I was starting to understand and investing in myself and, and um, 
understanding like um, money was energy, although it was like more of a heady concept and mm-hmm. wasn't an embodied concept. But the more I studied, the more I learned, the more I understood that money is really just an energy. It's a frequency that we are vibrating at. And when we're able to vibrate at a certain frequency, we're able to hold that amount of money in our field. Yes. And so whenever we are dipping, it's just a, it's just another layer that we get to heal, whether it's a past trauma um, from childhood or um, something that happened to us that our worthiness issues that we can't hold the money. Um, so it's been like a beautiful journey. And I continue to be on this journey because there's always greater levels that you yeah, um, step into and, you know, and then you have to, to stabilize that vibration and that frequency. And then another, then another dip kind of happens until you stabilize it and then comes back up. So it's just, it's a, it's a process of also resiliency and yes, knowing that you're always taken care of, even I mean, there was points in my um, journey that my bank account was really, really low. And I, you know, I did whatever I had to do. I like dipped into my 401k um, just like to help me like invest and really work. And, you know, you get really creative and that's part of the process. It's not always this linear. I I, I always want to say like the overnight success story has like 10 years before it, Agreed. 20 yeah. years before it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not like you start your business and some people can't start the business and then they go off the gate and just do yeah, especially the new millennials. I think ignorance is bliss. Sometimes you don't have all the, like all the crap that we like, we built up over time. I was, <laughs> I, I was in the, that, that period that you got a lot of crap that built yeah, up. You have, to, you have to clear your old energy. Yeah. Whereas millennials who, you know, these, you know, well, now they're probably in their twenties, but when they first started off like late teens, early twenties, and they're like million, millionaires, I'm like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> because, yeah. They don't have as much um, negative attitude or feelings towards money because of, like, I think they entered entrepreneurship quite early on, which actually really is beneficial for anybody listening. The earlier you start, the, the earlier you start building a, a relationship with money, which is a great way to start, which is yeah. great. So, so tell us that. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. I mean, that's been amazing. Thank you so much. Tell us, how can we get in contact with you? How can we work with you? Yeah. So if people are interested in contacting me, um, my website is brandfameschool.com. If you want to look at some of my success stories, you can go to brandfameschool.com forward slash success. And there is also a link to book onto my calendar if that's something that you're interested in exploring. Um, I'm also very heavily on um, uh, Instagram and Clubhouse. So um, you can find me at Minling Chuang, M-I-N-L-I-N-G-C-H-U-A-N-G at both um, Instagram and Clubhouse. So I'm on those platforms the most out of all of them. Thank you so much. So everybody listening or watching this, if you're listening to this podcast, all of the links that Minling has just mentioned will be in the show notes. Please do go and check it out. And if you're watching this on YouTube, down below in the description you will have all the links that Mingling just mentioned as well so please do go and check it out and connect with her she is amazing she's phenomenal and she is brilliant what she does so and she what a journey that she's had from being um, an MBA you know, having an MBA working for one of the top you know 4500 companies to being a, a you know an entrepreneur and a brand on a, on a brand on her own so that's amazing journey thank you so much Mingling we have to have you back so we will have Mingling back on our money talkies segment 
giving us and teaching us something about branding and telling us or teaching us how we can build our businesses better. So please do come back for us, Mingling. Sounds great. Thank you so much for being here or for having me. You're always here. Whoa, it's early in the morning for me. So like <laughs> I'm still waking up. No problem, no problem. And for you, for those who are watching or listening to us, thank you so much for joining me on another Friday feature sharing and listening to an amazing entrepreneur sharing their journey and, and telling us how they changed their life by changing their mindset. And as you heard, Mingling actually worked on her money mindset before she was successful before she was successful and is able to be uh, the, the brand that she is at the moment. So I will be back with another guest very soon. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.